Welcome to the week three preview video. Uh, we're going to, or podcast, I guess. Um, we're going to run through injuries quick, get everything you need to know out of the way. George Kittle's healthy. He'll play today, uh, make a season debut. That's great to hear. J.K. Dobbins is officially questionable, but he's expected to make his season debut. Um, Justin Herbert is officially questionable. Vegas knows all, and they say that he will not play. The line moved from seven to three points. Um, I would I would shy away from counting on him if you can. DeAndre Swift is questionable again, but um, looks like he's going to play. He played on the questionable tag last week. Um, had great production again. Scored a touchdown. Jacobs, Josh Jacobs is questionable with an illness. Um, it was reported he didn't travel with the team, but that wasn't true. I think I guess he traveled by himself. Um, so he's there, probably going to play, I'm guessing. Um, you you might have better options than Josh Jacobs at this point anyways. Um, Julio Jones is still Julio Jones. He's hurt. He's questionable. Um, I say you start him if he plays unless you, you know, have a lot of depth at receiver. Um, he should be the clear number one um, for Brady. Kamara's questionable again with, a, with his rib injury. Um, probably, I guess, you have to play him, although you're not jumping out of bed to do it. Um, Keenan Allen is questionable. I would exercise caution here as well as he might have Chase Daniel throwing to him, which is a major consideration. Jerry Judy's on the right side of questionable. Looks like he's going to give it a go. Dalton Schultz is questionable, and he plays Monday night, so you really can't. He's listed as a game-time decision. You can't wait and find out. You have to stream somebody today, um, play your backup, whatever options you got. Dawson Knox is questionable, given his first couple weeks. Probably not the guy you're looking to start anyways. Um, Leonard Fournette's questionable. I'm guessing he's going to give it a go. Godwin is out. Hawkinson is questionable. James Conner is questionable, but on the right side of questionable, trending towards playing today. Gabe Davis, officially questionable, but expected to play. Michael Gallup may be able to give it a go, make a season debut today. Um, that's or Sorry, not today, tomorrow night. That's uh, definitely something to, to take a look at if you need a receiver. And Hunter Renfro is out. Um, I think that's all of the major ones that I could find. Um, so let's just jump right into the slate. Buffalo Bills, um, I believe this line is down to minus four and a half now with, with the banged up defense. Um, they're going into Miami against the Miami Dolphins. The over-under here is 52 and a half. Caleb, uh, what do you make of this for fantasy? Yeah, first off, the Bills defense is kind of off to a... a pretty solid start this year um they haven't exactly played uh two really strong offenses though i mean they played the rams who are a good offense but they looked way out of sync for most of that game and then the titans can't do anything right now um so i don't put a lot of stock in that uh their secondary is extremely banged up micah hides out for the year they're going to be running out two rookie cornerbacks against tyreek and waddle which Kind of matters, but kind of doesn't, because if you have either of those guys, you're obviously playing them. Um, so like we mentioned, you know, Waddle, Tyreek, those are both auto starts at this point, particularly Tyreek. Um, I don't think you'll see Waddle put up 30 or 40 points most weeks like he did last week. 
Um, I genuinely think Tyree can probably go for 150 and two touchdowns more times than he doesn't, especially if McDaniel continues to use him down the field. Um, so with those two guys, I'm probably starting Tua if I've got him, unless I have one of the top tier fantasy quarterbacks like Allen or Lamar or someone like that. Um, Dolphins have been getting gashed by the tight end position. So if you need a tight end, maybe give Dawson Knox a look. Um, despite the fact that he's on the injury report, obviously need to keep an eye on that. Um, and otherwise, you, uh, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, those guys you're playing regardless of matchup. They're basically matchup proof at this point, uh, so we don't need to talk about them. I don't really like any of Buffalo's running backs just based on usage. Um, so I'm probably sitting Devin Singletary if I can help it. And if you have either of the other two guys on your roster, uh, you're either in an insanely deep leg or um, you just don't know what you're doing. So that that's pretty much it for that game. Yeah, I mean, I think two is playable, particularly if you're already playing Tyreek or Waddle. Um, I mean, you put all your eggs in one basket, but I mean, the potential is definitely there. And I think this, the Bills' defense is kind of in the situation of the Bucks' defense right now. They've they're off to a phenomenal start, but we don't know how good it really is until you know we see that stepped up competition. Um, next game, Saints, minus two and a half. Um, they're going at Carolina. Over-under is at 41 and a half on this one. Allie, uh, what do you make of it? So so the must-starts here I see are um, CMC. I know we've talked about him underperforming so far this year, but um, you picked him up to play him, not to sit him on the bench. So I think he's a must-start. Um, Michael Thomas, I think, is a solid start here. Some of the other ones I'm looking at are um, Chris Olave um, and Alvin Kamara. I know we said that he's hurt, but um, like he's in the same situation as um, a guy like CMC. You picked him up to play him. So unless you have a lot of other options, probably play Kamara. Um, I don't really see DJ Moore or Robbie Anderson as starts this week unless you don't have anyone else to play. They seem to be a little streaky so far. Each week one of them got 10 plus, but then the other week they get around one or two. So I, I don't really see them unless you're you're really low on wide receivers. Um, I don't see either quarterback as a start this week. Um, ba- Baker, I think, is going to struggle against the Saints defense. Um, and then the the Carolinas, they, only, they, they got zero points week one on defense, but they're only giving up on average like 12 points to quarterbacks. Um, so, I mean, it was Jacoby Brissett and Daniel Jones, but I think Jameis is also a start this week with him possibly being injured. All right. Uh, Bengals minus six against the Jets. Uh, over-under on this one, 44.5. This line seems aggressive given the way the Bengals have looked, but I guess uh, we're going back to last season here. Um there's not a whole lot to say here. Uh, you know, Burrow, Mixon, Chase, Higgins, you're starting all those guys. The Jets are pretty atrocious on defense, uh, particularly against running backs. Um, Mixon obviously needs to start. The volume's there for him. Um, could be a good game script for him. I'm not guaranteeing that um, because I don't know what the Bengals are doing with their life. Um, and on the other side of the ball, Unless you're in a really deep lake, it's pretty much Garrett Wilson for me, and that's it. 
if you pick this guy up off the waiver wire this week, he looks like the real deal. You put him in your lineup if you got a spot. Um, and, you know, hope that Flacco's going to throw the ball 74 times again, which, um, knowing their defense, he will have plenty of reason to do um, in this one. Um, Ravens, minus three at New England Patriots. Over-under is 44.5. Caleb, is this one going to be close? Yeah, this line is kind of goofy for me. Like, I really like Baltimore, and I think it's even down to minus 2.5 when I checked this morning. Like, that feels like a game I'm probably going to bet and then get screwed on later. Um, But on the fantasy side of things, like, Lamar, you're obviously starting him regardless of matchup. New England's defense is, like, ranked pretty high, but um, they played the Dolphins week one, who put 20 on them, and the Dolphins didn't really look that good. And then they played the Steelers, who are one of the worst offenses in the NFL. Um, So I think it's sort of... To a lesser extent, kind of like a Bucks situation where it's hard to know how good they actually are. Um, Baltimore's defense, I think, is actually pretty decent, and they got annihilated by the Dolphins last week. Um, but again, New England's offense is nothing special, so maybe look at playing them if you have them. Um, Lamar, you're starting. Dobbins, if you're weak at running back and you feel good about his health and usage, maybe you look there. Rashad Bateman's probably worth a play, in my opinion, at this point, just based on the big play potential. Um, He's caught a bomb in both games so far, and if he gets one of those, uh, you're looking at a pretty good day from probably your wide receiver two or maybe even three position. Mark Andrews is one of the only good options at tight end right now, so you're starting him if you've got him. Uh, on the Patriots side of the ball, like I don't think I'm starting anyone. Um, maybe Damian Harris uh, if you're desperate, but um, I mean he looked good against Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh's run defense is horrendous, um, and Baltimore's is pretty strong. I mean, if you're desperate for a receiver, maybe Jacoby Myers for the Patriots. He tends to see decent volume, but is also allergic to the end zone. Um, But the Patriots are just really not interesting for me um, at all from a fantasy perspective. Um, So start Lamar, start Bateman, start Andrews, maybe start Dobbins. I, I think that's about it for this game. Yeah, I mean, going forward, I think we can summarize and say don't play a Patriot unless extenuating circumstances arrive. Um, if it's maybe if it's PPR, Myers is an option, but uh, besides that, um, next one is the Eagles uh, minus six and a half. I don't know what is with the road favorites here so far. Uh, Over under on this one is 47 and a half at the Washington Redskins football team commanders. Allie, little revenge tour for Carson Wentz. Yes. Um, and I'm not sure either about that minus six and a half spread. I think that's being pretty generous towards the Eagles. I mean, I know it's Carson Wentz, so eventually it's probably all going to, everything's going to fall, but he's looked really good so far. I don't, I don't see that spread being that big, but this will be the week because I have to run him out at quarterback. So if it, if it was time for the run to end, this would be the time. 
it's also like Carson Wentz is probably the quarterback you want the least to have in like a revenge game because he's just going to go crazy. Like the the first play of the game, he's going to drop back and try to throw a pass that scores like seven touchdowns in one play. And like yeah. he'll probably get sacked and fumble and throw an interception like all at once. What, um, what you're hinting at is the fact that he's a mental midget, basically. Well, I just think, like, he's going to try harder than he's ever tried before just to stick it to the Eagles. And, like, Carson Wentz is, like, not the guy that I want going 140% at, like, to do whatever it is that he does. Because, like, Carson Wentz is, like, he can look really good, but, like, I, it just, like, doesn't feel good to me. Like, I don't feel good. Like, Tom Brady, yeah, I'll feel good about a revenge game with Tom Brady, but, like, Carson Wentz is not that guy for me. I yeah. don't feel good about it, but I don't feel good about Herbert playing with a cracked rib either. <laughs> very, very true. Um, Yeah, so a little bit more on Carson. So, like you said, expecting turnovers in this game, but he did finish number five quarterback in week two. So, I guess if you have Justin Herbert, you really got to run him out there because – the healthy guy is probably better than the questionable guy, but just just don't watch the game. I think maybe. Just don't watch the game. Afterwards, see how many points you got, but I think that'll be a little painful. Um, some other starts on the commanders. Um, Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, you know, they're all putting up a lot of points each week. Um, and I could see starting a lot of them, but the Eagles defense looked really good last week against the Vikings. Um, I mean Kirk Cousins was having some issues that game that are unexplainable. Um, and I'm assuming that's just because it, it was his one game a year where he throws three interceptions, but the Eagles defense did look really good. Um, as did Hertz. Hertz looks like he's going to have a great year running, throwing. He just seemed to have the whole package last week. Um, Devonta Smith did get a little bit more involved in last week's game. I don't know I'm going to start him yet just because the first week, no points, second week, some points, but I think if you have other people at wide receiver, probably start them. Um, A.J. Brown's a solid start, and maybe Miles Sanders, depending on who you have, just because the commanders are giving up around 27 points to running backs, um, which is, is quite a few. So I'd maybe run out Miles Sanders if you don't if you don't have anyone there. All right, next up is the Texans um, at the Bears. Finally a home favorite here. Um Bears minus three, over under 39 and a half. Um, don't sit down and watch this one if you can help it. Um, this <laughs> this game is like a wasteland. This is like playing Fallout in fantasy. Like, there's nobody. Um, I guess this could be a good Damian Pierce week. Um I don't know that I'm trusting it if you're deep at running back particularly, but maybe um, the Bears are terrible against running backs, and that's it, I guess, unless maybe you're you're comfortable starting Brandon Cooks. Um, I guess I can live with that. Um, on the other side of the ball, it's David Montgomery and leave. Um, I'm playing a guy that's playing Justin Fields. Don't do that if you want to win. Um, even the Bears aren't happy about playing Justin Fields, so why would you be happy about it? Um, Darnell Mooney is roughly equivalent to me at receiver. Um, don't play him. 
Cole Komet should be so far off your roster, he could never be brought back at this point. So, <laughs> this game, just don't watch it. Don't count on anything good happening in it. Play the running backs, I guess, and move on with your life. Um, the Chiefs, here's another interesting line. The Chiefs are only minus 5.5 against the Colts. Um, over under 50.5. The Colts have looked like one of the worst teams in the NFL, Caleb. How are the Chiefs only only minus five and a half? Yeah, this is another game that I'm going to bet on, and I expect to bite me in the ass some way or another. Uh, this line doesn't make any sense. The Chiefs look like they haven't really missed a beat, uh, even though they lost uh, someone who, in my opinion, is one of the best receivers in the game and Tyreek Hill. Um, and the Colts have no idea what they're doing right now. Matt Ryan looks horrendous. They've obviously had the revolving door at quarterback for the last, like, five seasons or whatever, and they bring in Matt Ryan to be the next guy. He looks awful. They're not giving the ball to John Taylor. Um, so, yeah, the, the line doesn't make any sense. I'm probably going to be on Kansas City heavy um, and will probably lose. Uh, so you're welcome for the free fade. Um, yeah, for, from a fantasy standpoint, like you're obviously playing Patrick Mahomes. If you have him, you're obviously playing Travis Kelsey. If you have him, those guys are both auto starts. Um, probably Clyde Edwards Hilaire, uh, just based on production so far. But he, we went over this in um, a previous episode, but he's not getting a ton of... Um, touches so just proceed with caution um on him but he's putting up insane fantasy production so i feel like at this point like he has to be in your lineup um on the cold side like their defense stinks uh kansas city's offense is really good um you're obviously starting john taylor regardless of matchup you're obviously not starting nine times regardless of matchup and really the only other guy on the indianapolis side that's worth uh running out there is Pittman. um so if you have either of those guys put them in your lineup um and then just move on um i honestly don't see how this game stays close but uh we'll we'll find out yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You can come off losing by 24 to the Jags and only be given five and a half points. Um, Lions at Vikings. Um, game I will absolutely be tuning into um, this afternoon. This is probably my favorite game on the one o'clock slate. Allie, uh, what do we got here? So first, Dan Campbell has given the Lions back its roar. They are a bunch of winners, so I don't know if that's a little bit um, of an overstatement, but I do like watching them play, especially with some of their receivers and running backs. So um, so the Lions defense gives up a lot of points, um, but when you score 30-plus points a game, I guess it's not really too much to worry about. Um, last week, Amon Ra did great, must start. DeAndre Swift, I think he's still a must-start, even though he looks questionable because he's trending towards healthy. Um, Jared Goff, he's given up, uh, or he's getting a solid 20 points per game, um, which is about how much the Vikings are giving up to quarterbacks on defense. So if you have Jared Goff and you 
have no other quarterback or you have to pick someone up this week because Herbert being hurt. I mean, you could probably get a good 20 points out of him. Sits for me for the Lions are Jamal Williams and um, Hawkinson. Um, if you have a good tight end, you probably wouldn't be having Hawkinson run out there anyway, but um, I don't really see them as starts this week. Um, on the Vikings side, we're hoping just if you're watching the game, that they're going to be better than last week or else it'll be really boring. Um, I'd start Kirk here um, just because the Lions give up a lot of points on defense. Other must-starts, Dalvin and Justin Jefferson. Um, and Adam Thielen, I'm not sure. He got a lot of touches last week, but they seemed to be kind of in desperation time. Um, I It seemed like they were going to him more than Justin Jefferson last week, but it was just a really weird game. So I don't know. I, I'd think that this is going to be a little bit more of a week one performance from Adam Thielen, and I probably wouldn't run him out there. Yeah, I mean, from what we've seen at, uh, from the Lions defense, everybody can have theirs against the Lions. Uh, the Raiders, uh, this tells you what people think of the Raiders. They're only minus one and a half going uh, against the Titans, who are coming off one of the worst performances I've ever seen in my life. Um, over under here is 45 and a half. Um, Playing Devontae Adams, you're playing Darren Waller um, in this one. I would keep an eye on Jacobs if if he's in that auto-star category for your roster. Um, he's not for me, so I'm just not worrying about it. Um, Henry on the other side of the ball, I mean, I guess you got to play him. Um, you're not feeling good about it. You're not wanting to watch him play like last year. Um Put him in and try not to check the app for a while and um, see if he can get you maybe 70, 80 yards. Um, and maybe take a look at Traylon Burks here. Um, guy's putting up really good numbers um, in terms of targets. He's He seems to be separating himself as the clear number one. Um, and, you know, the Raiders are, are give up a decent amount to receiver. Um, so most of that you would think would be going his way. Um, again, not a game I would be excited about watching or, um, excited about playing a lot of guys from, um, Jags at the Chargers, um, again, Chargers minus three and a half last I checked over under 42 and a half. Both of these scream, Justin Herbert is not playing. Um, Caleb, what do you make of this given, given that possibility? Yeah, it looks like Herbert's not going to play. Um, he wasn't throwing at practice this week. Uh, we haven't heard a lot about how serious that rib injury is, um, but I'm imagining it. They asked him if he wanted the pain shot. He probably said absolutely not. Um, so we'll see what happens. Regardless of if he plays, like I think you have to play Austin Eckler. Um, and it might even be a net positive for Eckler if Herbert doesn't play, just because he'll get leaned on more. Um, uh, Mike Will made it. I'm still playing him. He looked great last week against Kansas City. Um, Keenan Allen, you can look at him if he plays. I think he's still got the questionable tag on him. Um and if Herbert doesn't play, I'm less inclined to play Keenan Allen because Chase Daniel will be throwing him the ball. Maybe Gerald Everett tight ends tend to do pretty well with backup quarterbacks, so maybe you can look there. 
um, but you might have better options also. So consider that via the strength of your roster. Um, on the Jag side, like I'm not sold on Trevor Lawrence, particularly because the Chargers defense actually looks like a pretty solid unit this year. Um, they had like eight interceptions of Patrick Mahomes and somehow none of them counted last week. Um, and Patrick Mahomes is a much better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence. Um, so I'm steering clear of him. James Robinson looks like he's the guy in the Jags backfield. Um, I don't expect them to be able to throw the ball overly effectively in this one. So I'm definitely playing him if I have him. ETN has looked good, but also hasn't gotten a ton of opportunity. So I'm probably in a wait and see spot with, with Travis ETN right now. Um, and Christian Kirk looks like the clear number one. He's been putting up numbers. I'm probably running him out there if I've got if I've got him, unless I'm insanely deep at wide receiver or something like that. But uh, those are the guys to to look out for in this one. Um, if Herbert doesn't play, don't put this game on your TV. It's going to be disgusting. Unless you need some positive Austin Eckler vibes, maybe maybe you'll be able to find some here. That's true. Um, Rams, uh, this is, uh, I guess people aren't too high on the Rams right now. Minus three and a half at Arizona, who's looked pretty bad through two games, even though they beat the Raiders, which it is what it is. Over under 48 and a half. Uh, Allie, um, seems like there should be a lot of offense on the Rams side of the ball, at least. Yep. Yep, that's exactly what I was going to say. So Rams or um, Cardinals defense, we know, is is not good. So run your um, Rams offensive guys out there. Um, the good thing, if you picked up Cooper Cup as your number one wide receiver, he's actually performing like the number one wide receiver, unlike the running back. So um, feeling pretty good about him. Um, Matt Stafford had a tough week one against the Bills, better week two, probably even better against the Cardinals. So if you're running him out there, feel a little bit better this week. Um Tyler Higby looked pretty solid last week and might start him just because the Cardinals are giving up the most points in the NFL compared to any other team to tight ends. So might want to run him out there. Um, I don't know if I should even mention Cam Akers because I don't know if anyone's going to play him. Caleb, do we, should we play Cam Akers this week? No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not if you um, have any other option. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the Cardinals side of the ball, um, Kyler Murray put up a lot of points the last two weeks, um, but the Rams defense might be good. I think they're, in my opinion, they're still kind of a question mark. So maybe you're running Kyler out there. Uh, James Conner, questionable, probably sit because he's questionable and also good. Um, and then also on my start list is um, Hollywood and Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz a little high, a little higher of a start because Hollywood just, I don't know, he doesn't seem to be getting the the reps that everyone thought he was going to get going to the Cardinals. And as always, Greg Dorch, put him in, baby. I was going to say, it's the Dorch experience right now, so forget Hollywood Brown. Take you got to make room at wide receiver one for the Dorch. Um, Agreed. Another great game for viewing pleasure, uh, the Falcons at the Seahawks. Seahawks minus one here, which... Um, I would, I kind of like the Falcons to win this one, I feel like, um, even though they do have Kyle Pitts on their team, 
Um, over under 41 and a half here in this one. Um, I'm probably starting Drake London here. I, I actually had number one waiver priority this week, and I went for London over Garrett Wilson um, just because I felt like he was in a more stable situation. And I feel okay about... Um, you know, running him out there this week. He's he's produced. He's been the clear number one um, in this offense, and it's the Seahawks. Um, they don't even have Jamal Adams, who's their only defender that anyone pretends is good. Um, so, I I like the Falcons to to be okay on offense here. I guess. If you're one of the Kyle Pitts truthers and you're waiting for the go-off game, I guess run him out there. I mean, I can promise you he'll get you at least 1.9. So that's better than a goose egg, probably. Um, the Seahawks side of the ball, kind of also disgusting. Um, I would bench Rashad Penny. He had six carries for 15 yards last week if, that's not enough to earn a spot on your bench, then I would like to play you in the near future. Um, Tyler Lockett kind of got it going last week, um, had over 100 yards, so I guess I'm not necessarily buying what he's selling, and also the Falcons' pass defense is excellent. A.J. Terrell is essentially the consensus best corner in the NFL at this point in time, um, so... If you can help it, I probably still wouldn't, but it's encouraging to see um, Lockett's production going up. Maybe 12-team league, probably Lockett is, is in that um, wide receiver 2-3 flex uh, range. Um, again, there's some decent matchups this week, and this is uh, not one of them. Um, Packers at the Bucks. Um, pretty interesting game here. See if either of the old over the hill quarterbacks can um, put it in drive here this season. Caleb, the Bucks are minus one and a half at home, over under 41 and a half. A um, lot of injuries in this one. Uh, what do you make of it? Yeah. Who would have thought that we'd see a game with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady going against each other and the over-under would be 41.5 points? Um, but that's really just the situation that these two guys are in. The Packers' wide receivers just stink. Uh, they're healthy, but they're not good. Uh, and the Bucks' wide receivers are just decimated by injuries right now. Um, Godwin's out. Julio's questionable. I think you play him if he plays just because Mike Evans is also suspended. So um, they're going to have to throw the ball to somebody. Uh, other than that, on the Bucks side, like Fournette's the only guy I'm really looking at. Otherwise, the Packers D I think is pretty good, but David Montgomery did have success on the ground against them last week, and that was when the Bears like weren't even trying to throw the ball. Um, so in theory, the Packers should have known that the run was coming and stopped it, but Montgomery still had a really solid week. Fournette's like a little banged up, but um, he's still been productive for the most part. Um, so I'm running him out there if I've got him. Aaron Jones is obviously an auto start, despite the fact that the Bucks defense looks really strong. You're just not putting that guy on your bench. I don't 
like either of the quarterbacks in this one, which is hilarious to say because they're two of the best quarterbacks of all time. But they, they, the supporting cast just really is is not there for either of them. So I'm not playing Brady or Rodgers if I can help it. Um, and then on the Packers side, aside from Jones, like maybe look at Alan Lazard and maybe AJ Dillon if you're weak at either of those positions, but. Against the Bucks defense, it's looked very, very good. I'm not feeling great about running out um, what are, in my mind, like subpar options at wide receiver and running back. So I think for me, like you play Julio if he plays, you play Fournette, uh, and you play Aaron Jones. And other than that, try to steer clear of pretty much everybody else in this one. Yeah, there's not likely to be a ton of touchdown upside here so you're gonna have to go in search of that somewhere else if you got guys going in this one um this is a pretty good game actually one i'm interested to see the niners um minus one and a half going into denver so people clearly not buying what denver's selling right now um over under 43 and a half alley um pretty big game here yeah, I think this one will be really interesting. I mean, with Trey Lance going out last week, Jimmy G is back. So I think this offense is going to look a lot different than it's looked the first two weeks. Um, although Denver's defense is really good, um, I see running. The only guy I really see running out is um, Jeff Wilson um, as a running back. And then obviously because he is healthy, Kittle. We are all very excited to see him play this week. Um, I think he'll have a great game. Um, and then on the Broncos side of the ball, um, you know, Russ, he's having a tough time. He hasn't seemed to figure it out yet, figure it out yet in Denver, but maybe with it being a home game. Um, I think last week they were at home too, so we were thinking maybe Russ would be okay there, but still didn't look great. Um, eventually he'll figure it out though. He is a veteran quarterback, so maybe this is the week. Um, with Judy being um injured or questionable, um, I think uh Sutton is a good start here because they'll be throwing him the ball a lot, and then Javante Williams is on another good start here. And don't forget Debo. Yeah, I was going to say Debo. You're playing him. Yes, I'm playing him. Yep. He does still play for the Niners, thankfully. Um, And the last game of the week, I don't know why we had to get this on Monday night, but um, it is a great week to be someone that likes to go to bed early, like me. Um, Cooper Rush and the Cowboys going into New York to play Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, and the Giants. Um, I don't know that anybody wants me to really spend any time talking about this one. Um, the Cowboys are being given a point, which here we again, I will bet on their money line and I will probably lose for some BS reason. Um, Zeke, Pollard, CD, I guess you probably are starting them at this point. Um, I wouldn't be too excited about Pollard getting the touchdown last week. Again, it was a Pollard touchdown, a long run. Um, he gets taken out at the one, but he gets the touchdown anyways. Um, so without that, you're, we're not having this conversation probably. CD... Uh, I don't know. Is he still going to be worse than Noah Brown? I don't know. Depends if Cooper Rush really likes Noah Brown again. Um, I think Noah Brown's worth a look here. He looks like the number one. Looks like he's going to get the bulk of the targets, um, at least while Cooper Rush is 
um, handling things. Although Michael Gallup is expected to play, I think in this one. Um, so that kind of makes this interesting. I, I could see shying away from all of the receivers. I don't think Gallup is playable coming back from his injury and, the fact that he will be on the field makes me wonder about Noah Brown and CeeDee Lamb, how that will shake out. Um, that may benefit CeeDee because Gallup may plug into that wide receiver one, which would push CeeDee back to his um, role from last year, which is like a wide receiver two type of guy. Um, and Schultz is questionable, as we said. So you can't wait till Monday night. Um, you got to find somebody else this morning, put them in, um, unless now, because the Schultz upside isn't even there this year. So you can't even just pray. Um, so on the giant side of the ball, there's nothing special beyond a normal giants game. It's Saquon Barkley and that's it. Um, don't play Daniel Jones. Don't play any of their, Whoever the hell they're putting in at receiver this week is getting targets, whatever. Um, I guess you can stash uh, Sterling Shepard at this point, but that's it. Put Barkley in um, and, again, get some sleep uh, for work on Tuesday. Your boss will thank you. Something to consider for this game for Barkley. So I heard that they're doing a whiteout. Um, at the stadium, so they're trying to pull back some some Penn State days for Barkley. So maybe he will have an awesome game because he'll be like, "Wait, I'm not actually in New Jersey that says they're in New York. I'm in State College, baby. So let's go." I did see that, but it seemed so corny. I didn't think it would actually be a thing. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you have a whiteout when you're. Well, anyways. If anybody can pull it off, I don't think it's going to be the Giants on Monday night because what is the stadium going to be half full anyways? So every other seat will be white. Um, that is the full slate um, for week three. Um, we will be on Twitter um, going up until kickoff, answering your questions. You can tweet us with our hashtag, which you can see on the screen there. Um, and good luck in your week three matchups. We'll see you next week.